for you. Hey, let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? Can you dig it? Yes, guy. Can you dig it? Yes, guy. The man with the words you've been dying to hear. Yes, guy. This is the Yes Guy Show with Jim Taddy on TSN 1050. Can you dig it? Well, I don't know about you, but it's that time of the week for me. Yes, guy. Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko, accomplished writer, with you for another edition of Yes Guy. Perry, how are you? Jim, I'm doing great. Excited about today's lineup. Yeah, we've got a great show today, I think. Matthew Shinetti will stop by very shortly. Rod Black, who might smash the over-under on Yes Guy, will be by. And uh, later on, my nephew, Christian Perry, is going to stop by. He is a singer, songwriter, and record, or I don't know if I should say record, music producer. Uh, He does it all on his own. I've watched him work. Uh, I think he's a great talent, and we'll we'll ask him about his abilities and and sort of the struggle to get get the name and and the product out there for... uh, a young musician in today's world, which is uh, a bit of a challenge. And uh, also at the end of the show, Yes Guy, No Guy, and we expect a spirited edition. Before we get going, Fox 40 is proud to announce the launch of Ron Foxcroft's new book, The 40 Ways of the Fox. Order your copy today at fox40shop.com. Net proceeds go to Liberty for Youth and City Kids, two organizations that do wonderful work in our community. And... Looking for an experienced real estate agent, Charles Park Managing Broker, REMAX West Realty Brokerage, has 26 award-winning years of real estate experience. So, looking for the highest level of knowledge, experience, and service, put Charles Park in your corner. Visit charlespark.ca or call or text him at 647-292-8886. He is servicing from Hamilton to Kingston, from Toronto to Muskoka. Charles Park, i got to tell you this, I can verify it. Charles Park will not be outworked by anyone, anywhere, anyhow. Uh, Perry, you know, we've got uh, an interesting mix of people. Rod Black's going to talk about his son, Tyler, was drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, the CFL is back. Sort of, uh, I like the mix of, of guests here. And, of course, I did all the work. <laughs> of course. And we also have the, the stuff going on with the NHL draft, free agency coming up. It's going to be a whirlwind of activity in the next few days. I know, very busy end of July, that's for sure. Not normally like that. Matthew Shinetti is here to talk about the CFL, among other things. Matthew, it's been a while. How are you today, sir? Ah, boys, good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. Hope you and yours are very well. Very well. Good to talk to you. And, and so, I, I, you know, the, the ultimate, uh, I guess, cheap shot question right off the top is, were you forced to do online shoe buying in the last year and a half? You know what? <sighs> You're going to hear. You're hearing some breaking news, uh, Mr. Taddy. Um, oh. I uh, I have actually I donated. I would think. I'm looking at them now. I donated or gave away 50 pairs of my Chucks. Um, really? Because uh, you know, I mean, there's Converse was to be part of my wardrobe. Um, but at 35 years old, looking at the space and having been inside for six months and having maybe a come-to-the-altar moment, I was like, you know what, maybe I don't need 75 pairs of chucks anymore. Maybe at 35 I can, I can bring it down to uh, a reasonable, in quotation marks, 24. Well, wow. Matt, Jim kind, of, Jim kind of took away my question here, but how did the whole thing with the running shoes and the shoe netty thing happen? Well, the thing, Perry, is um, I, my personality is such that uh, I was very... I didn't like, I, I liked being my own man. And because I came to TSN with no real idea of how to be on air or wear a suit or wear Oxford shoes or any of that, uh, when I was at the National Post, I wore um, red Converse uh, Chuck Taylors. 
uh, and I came to the uh, I came to TSN in my first assignment. Uh, we have a wardrobe uh, consultant, and in my first assignment, I was given a uh, uh, I was given a black suit with um, Ted Baker shoes uh, from a stylist, uh, and I went to cover the New Jersey Devils and the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. I picked up my suit, picked up my shoes, accidentally left the shoes at the corner of uh, I believe it was Gerard and Jarvis. Uh, went to uh, the uh, went to the then the Air Canada Center. Only had a pair of red Converse chucks on. Had a red tie, so I thought, well, what the hell? Put the suit on. Uh, and a uh, in the press box there, as you both know, up on the uh, on the gondola there, there's a lot of mingling in between uh, periods. <laughs> and I was walking with my uh, black suit, white shirt, red uh, red tie, and red chucks, and an executive with the New Jersey Devils who was not Lou Lamorello. Uh, walked as I was walking, looked at me, saw my tie, which was pointing down to my red shoes, and gave me such a stink face um, that <laughs> in that moment I was like, you know what? I'm going to wear these. I'm going to wear not these shoes, but I'll wear Converse with my with my suits from now on. <laughs> the old stink face at the shoes, <laughs> and you know, I mean, when Lou was running the doubles as as he was when he ran the Leafs and now the Islanders, I mean, there was not a lot of creativity in terms of clothing or look. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. So, so let me ask you this: I, I was going to ask you the cheap question about what are you doing with your your new shoe space now, but but I'm going to I'm just going to avoid that. I, I like that you know you talked about a transition from newspaper to television, and Mark Masters has done that, and there are others. Um, it, Back in the day, this was a very difficult transition, but the both of you have made it look so easy. So, so take us through your transition and, and, and what was difficult for you if there was anything. Well, there was a lot of difficulty, Jim, given the fact that if you search my name on YouTube, you'll find that I blew a live hit on SportsCenter in November of 2013. Um, listen, I was much younger then in my mid to late 20s, and um, I, at that point, didn't really understand, you know, didn't have kind of maybe the, the, the veteran know-how that you and Perry do about the business and about traveling and all these things and, and especially adding, you know, the TV element into it. And uh, one, one uh, you know, one night in Pittsburgh covering the Leafs and the, uh, the Penguins and uh, was too cold, too tired, and maybe a little too stressed out. And, you know, you blow a live hit on TV and it really is a, a big a, a, a lesson that you learn because, you know, we, we – when people tune in to Sports Center as they tune in on TSN 1050, you know they're looking for stories and distractions to get them through the day, and you know you have to, you have to take that seriously. And it's something over time. And I know Mark, um, you know his process very well, and Salim Valji, uh, who's out in Calgary right now, just had a chat with him this morning about the process as well. And you know TV at the end of the day, we're all just speaking into a mic, but at, you know we really want to be giving our best product all the time. And I. Uh, I, I always use that moment to kind of remind me to humble myself to realize that uh, the work never ends and that you're always trying to go ahead and and improve. And uh, just when you think your ego will uh, take you in places and make you feel a certain kind of way about yourself, uh, the TV camera and the unblinking eye can always bring you back down to earth pretty quickly. 
Well, look, I'm, Perry's going to ask the next question, but I, but I just want to say this because you're, you're, you're bringing back memories of the difference between you and me at the start of the careers is I was part of a farm system so I could go to smaller markets and believe me, I imploded, uh, but nobody saw it. So, uh, the way the world is now is you're in the big market and you transition in the big market and there's a lot of people that would see that mistake you're talking about. I'm telling you that, that I did mine in the witness protection program so nobody was aware, but, but we all make the same mistakes. And, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, and absolutely. And and and, and I, I don't look at that mistake now with any kind of um, I, I don't rue it. I don't I don't sit back and say, Oh, I wish I could have no, I it was an important part of my journey as it is for anybody's journey. And I always say to to people now either coming in this business or any business, you know, you learn from your mistakes and I mean my goodness, uh, if 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 we can watch athletes you know, make mistakes, and we can watch Giannis Antetokounmpo and his free throws be counted down by tens of thousands of people and then watch him have an incredible game six to win an NBA championship. I mean, I'm not comparing myself to Giannis at all, but I'm saying everybody makes mistakes. Everybody gets a little criticism in the spotlight, and it's how you deal with it that really kind of is the measure of uh, your work ethic. Matt, I'm going to ask you a question that wasn't a mistake. It was actually probably one of the highlights of your career so far. The day you caught a ball on the sidelines while still managing to keep your mic in place and the whole thing. If you go on video, it's pretty amazing. Tell me about that moment. Well, I appreciate you, Perry, picking that moment out, not the moment that happened three weeks later when I was in Ottawa wearing the, the same beige Inspector Gadget jacket, and I dropped the pass from Ryan uh, Ryan Lindley uh, in the Auto Red Blacks and made an absolute uh, joke of myself. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the wonderful thing about live TV, is, as you two gentlemen know, is anything can happen at any moment. And uh, sometimes I, it's funny, before that happened in 2016, I believe it was, or 2016 or 2017, I, um, I literally was thinking to myself, well, this ball is probably going to come in my direction at some point if I keep standing so close to the sidelines and Lo and behold, uh, believe by Mitchell just threw an errant ball out of bounds. And I think what's funniest about it is uh, the jump that it, it that was less of a catch and more of my, my it's sticking to my chest. Uh, and, you know, over time, the one thing that I, I, I think we all appreciate about the CFL is it allows for uh, a lot of creativity and a lot of um, uh, fun. And that moment, I think, was just fun, and, and it kind of really gave uh, gave birth to, to, to more of the, the personality and the, and the persona I have with a lot of CFL fans, and I enjoy it with the with the CFL coming back. I, I enjoy, you know, being that kind of character that doesn't take himself seriously. Obviously, you know, takes his work seriously, but can have some fun on the sidelines, and uh, that's the one thing that's so wonderful about the CFL. It's a community, and even when I dropped that pass, you know, to know that CFL fans enjoyed it so much, to know that they kind of they love that moment and they enjoyed me and they enjoy the work I do. That's the thing that means the most to me in the world. And if, so, if people remember me catching that pass or dropping that pass uh, and it kind of just adds to their enjoyment, I'm all for it. Look, I, I did uh, on an Argo radio broadcast, I had to sub for somebody and I did a sideline report uh, for, for one game and I thought, this has to be the best job because as things are happening, you can actually see the treatment for injuries. Uh, you, you get the body language uh, on both 
sides of the fence in the game and it's just it's a great gig and and i applaud you for what you've done but but when you you have a a book there somewhere about uh incidents on the sideline not 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 necessarily involving you but but what you've seen i mean sometimes the the pain on the uh, the player's face would be gut-wrenching when you know an injury could wipe out his entire season and and maybe his career what you know when you go back over it and it doesn't have to be an injury what jumps off the page for you just like a quick memory of of something that happened on the sideline where you just dropped, uh, dropped your jaw? Uh, definitely 2015. Yeah, 2015. Um, the the Cats were certainly on their way, uh, as you will remember, both of you, uh, Jim and Perry, to uh, absolutely dominating uh, the yep. East. Uh, Zach Caleros were facing the um, uh, Edmonton Elks. Uh, and uh, Caleros, I was, he was literally in front of me. I can, I can close my eyes and see him in front of me right now. Um, Rolls out to, to the right to the near sideline, just to pass Hamilton's bench. Uh, he, he gets tackled. I, I believe he gets tackled initially uh, and decides to roll just as Odell Willis is coming in. And that turn, as soon as he turned and he landed, uh, and the look on his face, and I could see it, uh, you knew that something was very wrong. Now, you know, Polaros has gone on to win a great cup um, uh, quite famously with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, but in that moment, to watch – Someone works so hard and a team works so hard to get to a moment where they're, where they're thinking, this is our time, this is our year, we're going to do incredible things. And then to, and then to watch him walk off knowing that his next 11 months are going to be spent doing rehab because of a torn ACL. I've seen that quite a bit. Um, I've seen other injuries, concussions, um, incredible catches. Uh, but that moment in particular, knowing what was on the line, knowing how well Hamilton was playing, and you could feel and that's the one thing from the sidelines. When something incredible or something devastating happens, it's the only point, I think, in sports when you're on the sidelines and you're down below right in the middle of the cauldron when, when, the, when the emotions start to shift, whether there's an explosion of emotion or whether it's completely deflating. You look around and you realize when everybody is kind of like, oh, no, that oh, no moment, I mean, those things can be like, it, it can just suck, it suck the life right out of you. So, um, again, Zach's had incredible success since um, and overcome a lot. But that moment, wow, like I, I won't forget the emotions of that moment ever. Matt, I also won't forget the emotion where I think, I don't know how many years later it was, where you and Zach were doing an interview after the game and, and Matt's, or Zach said something to the effect, it's nice to talk to you again. You clearly have a, a really good relationship with him. Well, I mean, you know, the thing about not just Zach, but uh, with uh, Trevor Harris is we all came into the CFL at the same time. I started covering. Uh, uh, I started covering CFL in 2011, but really, really sunk my teeth in in 2012. And uh, you know, Zach Kalaros and Trevor Harris were coming in at the same time under Ricky Roy and, and Jarius Jackson in Toronto, and we were all the same. We're all the same age. And uh, I, well, they're they're a year younger than I am, but we're relatively all the same age. And and these two young American kids from Ohio coming to Ontario with no idea what the CFL was, myself. Um, you know, really learning the, the league and, and, and the game at, on a very detailed level as a reporter for the National Post. And I would spend hours, hours, hours at the University of Toronto, Mississauga, where the Argos used to practice. And the two of them, every day, seeing them arrive early, leave late, talking to them about their families, getting to know them, um, you know, it's, and to see their journeys and to kind of not, you know, relatively parallel, and at least within the context of the league, have journeys alongside Zach and alongside uh, uh, Trevor is, uh, has been, you know, a real joy. And it's one of those things where 
and you two appreciate this as you're going through your career and you're watching a certain athlete develop, <laughs> excuse me, you start to really, um, you don't, you're never cheering for, as the old saying goes, no cheering in the press box. So you're never cheering for a team to win, but you do go ahead and you hope certain guys do well. And those two guys, and in particular Caleros, in the early part of his career, to see him have success, and then to see, obviously, Harris have success in Ottawa and now in Edmonton, has been, has been great because you know what they put into that journey because you've watched it so closely. Matthew, really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for your time. Take care, boys. Matthew Shinetti from the CFL on TSN. Coming up next, Rod Black from TSN headquarters as well. Tyler's father is how we're going to build him. Fox 40 is proud to announce the launch of Ron Foxcroft's new book, The 40 Ways of the Fox. Order your copy today at fox40shop.com. Net proceeds go to Liberty for Youth and City Kids, two organizations that do wonderful work in our community. If you are an experienced real estate agent looking for a comprehensive value and a distinct advantage, contact Charles Park, managing broker, REMAX West Realty Brokerage, offering state-of-the-art technologies with exclusive coaching and Entering. For a confidential interview, call 647-292-8886 or email charles at remaxwest.net. This is Yes Guy, the radio show, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, the TSN and iHeart radio apps, and Apple Music. Stay safe in the water this summer for all your marine safety needs. Visit fox40shop.com. Use the code YESGUY for 15% off your entire order. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website, braleyadvisors.com. With 30 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial Clarity and Comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Our next guest now has a famous son, Rod Black, father of Tyler Black. Mr. Black, how are you today, sir? Yes, guys. Doing fine. <laughs> well, he broke the record. <laughs> you have now set the record for the fastest utterance of Yes Guy on a guest yes, introduction. Guys. Yes, guys. <laughs> yes, guy. Yes, guys. Yeah, okay. Well, yes, it's, it could be. You, know, you just... <laughs> You just smashed the over-under. <laughs> Repeat it over and over, guys. <laughs> yes, guys, is, is, is now it's become a part of our sports lexicon. It's, it's, it's a way to greet people wherever you are. It's the tip-off it tip of a basketball game. It's the face-off of a hockey game. It's the kick-off of a football game. Yes, guys, let's go. Yeah, okay, and uh, and all rights reserved, of course. But anyway, uh, let's talk about son Tyler, second baseman. I want to just rip off these numbers here. 48 games last year, 383 batting average, 14 doubles, a triple, 13 homers, hit by a pitch six times, 59 RBI, and 64 runs scored. I mean, this is the full package we're talking about here, isn't it? Yeah, he's pretty good. Thank God he got it all from his mom. <laughs> <laughs> and he likes to crowd the plate. <laughs> yeah, he's the, well. That's one thing. This kid of you know, I've watched him obviously grow as a player since and coaching him at a very young age. And uh, you know, one thing he has is this this great approach at the plate, uh, and his his eye is 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 crazy good. He's got a pro eye, as they call it, and he's had that for a while. Quite frankly, he's had it for a long time, and. You know, he's developed into that kind of player. He's obviously developed into a prospect and, you know, a first-round pick. And now I'm a Milwaukee Brewer, so I've had to actually find some blue and gold. Um, it's a perfect, perfect name for uh, 
for Pops, uh, a brewer. That's good. I like that. And uh, he's down in Phoenix now. You know, he signed his contract this week, and he's he's off to the races, uh, beginning his pro career. So we're very proud of him. I mean, I, I'm honestly a little uh, tired and uncomfortable of talking about it because everybody's kind of kind of linking. I know they're doing these stories about you know sportscasters and their kids and what they're. <laughs> we have nothing to do with it. We have the, the, <laughs> these 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 kids that are playing these young athletes that are doing there's a reason you can and you know you know Perry both know we've been around the games for a long time the the reason that an athlete makes it it's because of their desire and their dream and their perseverance and their ability to overcome adversity and and I will tell you that's everything wrapped up in my son Tyler well Rod before I ask the question I'm going to say Every kid needs guidance and support from their parents. Mm-hmm. So whatever you just said right now, I'm going to say whatever qualities he has, the parents are the ones that are going to give him what he needs the most, support. So I yeah. said my, my piece there. What I want to know is that in my research, I found out that one of the pivotal persons in his career was Joe Bowen. Tell me about that. <laughs> Well, I, you know, I it, it certainly when it's, it's, it's a launching pad. Joe and I coached the kids. Uh, he and his his son Davey when um, they were young. You know, um, frankly, they they also keep t- tagging Tyler to, you know, different hometowns like Stouffville. And we've only really recently, over the last few years, moved to Stouffville. Although, you know, he made this is kind of his home. Um, he's more t- Toronto, but we, we grew up in Markham. He grew up in Markham and play for the Mariners and uh, all these little house league teams. And certainly, the, you know, the first love of the game, Perry, is is when you start playing, you know, T-ball and and, and uh, Little League and, you know, the, the pitch machine baseball that they have, uh, you know, and, and that's where it happened. And, and one thing about Joe, I mean, everybody knows Joe is, is being, you know, this great broadcaster for the Toronto Maple Leafs and, you know, obviously hockey-oriented. But, you know, he has other loves, too, beyond, beyond that, clearly his family and, and then also, you know, Notre Dame football and also baseball. He, he just loves baseball. And he was, he's a really good coach for a lot of those kids, by the way. I mean, you know, Tyler was fortunately to, to climb through the ranks. But Joe's, um, yeah, was a very big influence on him. And, and I think it's the way that Joe approached the game. I mean, there wasn't a day that didn't go by that, you know, they were down in uh, Crosby Park in Unionville were playing a game called Danish Rounders with Joe, who, who helped out a lot. And, we, and, you know, I think that's the same kind of mentality. And you said it. You're right about the parents. There's guidance and you need the support and you certainly need financial support. I mean, it's not, it doesn't uh, come easy. If you're an athlete, you, you gotta, you gotta make sure that, you know, you know, a lot of these programs cost a lot of money. So, you know, there are a lot of sacrifices that a lot of parents have to make. I could no, I could only imagine, but it, you know, obviously it's, it's, it, we don't, we don't have a lot of first round Canadians through the years. We have, you know, obviously, you know, for sure through the years, but baseball isn't kind of our go-to sport in Canada, but I, I will tell you that there are so many great young players out there that, that certainly deserve a look. And, um, and that's how you get your look is in your first time playing the game is like six and seven and eight. When you start playing whether you're a boy or girl and uh, you're right, Joe, Joe was really a, a huge, a huge influence on him. Well, and I'll tell you one thing that, that dad can do and, and did was, was bring his son around to Blue Jay games. And, and then there's a conversation that, that Tyler had with Aaron Hill, right? Yeah, you know, that's the one thing. Uh, you know, Jimmer, that's one thing we can do is, you know, it's, it saves a lot of money on babysitting, right? So you, know, you can bring him to games. Uh, but uh, truthfully, I, that wasn't the reason. The, the reason was that, uh, you know, my kids were just sports fanatics at a young age, you know, pops is in the business and they loved the games. They loved the teams that, you know, I had a chance to cover and, and the sports. And 
I, I wouldn't hesitate to bring them. And if I can find them tickets in the stands, that'd be good. But although, you know, they're young, so I got to make sure I keep an eye on them or often they would be in the booth. And uh, they were very good that way. You know, you know Tyler and his younger, younger brother, Brody, who's kind of on the same path for baseball right now. And, yeah, Tyler had this conversation with, you know, a lot of players, but the one that really sticks out is, is Aaron Hill. Uh, I was at batting practice one day, Pat Tabler and, and I, and Tyler just had this affection for Aaron Hill, and he wore number two, and, you know, in those days when he was starting to play a game, and it was, it was, it was quite amazing, and, uh, and then he, you know, he, next thing I know, he's sitting there talking with Aaron Hill, and Aaron Hill's was injured at the time, but it wasn't just a conversation, you guys. It was like a genuine, like heartfelt conversation between uh, a pro ball player and a kid. And he didn't have to do that. He took so much time. It was almost like 45 minutes sitting there talking. And I was amazed. Um, and I, you know, by the way, there are a lot of Aaron Hills out there, guys and gals who do that. But to take that time, it really had an influence on Tyler, too, I thought. You know, and it gave him, another, again, the spark. you got to have those sparks to light fires, and that was another spark. And the conversation, I still think I have it on video somewhere, is that you know, Aaron said, hey, go to school, make sure you get marks, you get a, you know, play ball, love the game, um, you can get a scholarship, all of this stuff. And I, it was almost like this, was, this, 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 this spark was lit in Tyler, and, and he really started to pursue it even more more fanatically uh the the sport of baseball he's playing all other different sports but it was it was i'll tell you it was a real cool moment and i i haven't seen aaron in a few years but i i hope someday he realizes and i hope every athlete realizes that you know there it it just takes a moment to make a difference in somebody's life and not that they're going to become pro baseball players but just to be nice and to and to do something special and a lot of athletes do that uh for aaron hill to do that to me is it was really special Rod, I'm going to pump Jim's tires right now by saying what I like about Jim is his ability to host the show. You can call him, he can do anything. What I appreciate about you is your ability to basically broadcast anything, skating, basketball, football. Is there any sport you haven't done broadcast that you'd like to do? Yeah. Um, you know, I get asked that, Perry, occasionally, and I, 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 I guess, you know what, I've done almost, I've done pretty much everything. Uh, I guess I'm looking at some of the new sports at the Olympics, like uh, surfing and skateboarding. I mean, I guess I have to venture into new sports, Um, you know, maybe some combat sports, uh, although I've done boxing, um, maybe some MMA. The truth is, whatever the day is, whatever the game is, I really enjoy covering it. I love competition. I love the unpredictability of sport. The fact that you do not know who's going to win, who's going to lose. Uh, There there is no ending that is written, at least unless it's fixed. But you know, we can get it. But I I guess, I guess you know, I I haven't done (laughs) esports. That could be an Olympic sport down the road. But I have done. I would say, yeah, I, I think somebody, I've done water polo and I've done polo. So, I mean, those, those, you, you know, you can't, wow. you, 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 you can't, once you're getting down, the stretch is there. You, you, I've done some, actually done billiards. I did an eight ball tournament back in my days in Winnipeg. So, uh, whether it was live or it was taped, um, I don't know. I just love them all, and I guess I really have to think about that. I mean, I was did some car racing too, and I really loved auto racing. Um, How about the World I, Series of Poker? You know something? I never thought I'd call that a sport, a game. I guess I could, but I guess if you're going to call, there's uh, there's some fringe sports out there. I have not, 
And Barry, I think secretly I'd like to do it because I'm, I'm fascinated by the game and the, the intel of the game and the characters and the way they broadcast it. So, yeah, I guess poker probably is one that I, I would like to do. Maybe cribbage uh, if there's a, a, a trivial pursuit uh, a competition. Oh, yeah, here, rock, paper, scissors. I haven't done that at all. And I haven't done, I haven't done the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. I think that would be one that I would really enjoy. Uh, that's that's a classic. Oh no, guy! No guy! <laughs> no guy! <laughs> Rod, thanks very much. Really enjoyed this. Yeah, anytime, guys. Have a great day, and uh, yes, guys, have a great week. <laughs> wow! Because <laughs> it was such a silky delivery. I love that. Rod Black at Rod Black TSN is the Twitter account. Stay safe on the water this summer. For all your marine safety needs, visit fox40shop.com. Use the code YESGUY for 15% off your entire order. This segment was sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website, braleyadvisors.com. And you know, with 30 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most financial clarity and comfort with braley financial advisors incorporated so rod black was talking about his son up next my nephew christian perry this is yes guy tsn 1050 tsn 1050.ca also available on the tsn and iron radio apps and apple music Oh, yes, guy. Homeowners and first-time buyers, if you're considering purchasing, refinancing, or if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, TMG SafeBridge Mortgage Solutions. Dean will provide you with custom-tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact Dean on Twitter at MTGDean or visit his website, DeanRomani.com, or give him a call at 416-885-1761. So the family affair continues. We bring in now my nephew, Christian Perry, who is a singer songwriter, music producer, or is it music producer, songwriter, singer? I don't know the order. Christian, welcome, and how are you today? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I, uh, good. Any order is good enough. I think uh, I like each of those equally. Okay, so but which one is your favorite, or are they all the same? Um, They all become the same very quickly uh, because I, I do everything kind of by myself in my room, so... I, I guess I go through stages of which one I like the most, but I do them all, and they're kind of all just the same thing at this point. Christian, first of all, I want to say from one Perry to the next Perry, you got the greatest name in the world, even if the spelling's a little different. <laughs> it, Thank it, you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and I should also ask you, before I ask you about your music, what's it like being Jim Taddy's nephew? Oh boy, it's uh, it's a, it's an adventure. He's got uh, he's got a couple jokes that he likes to use every time I see him, and uh, a couple yes guys slip in there every family gathering. But yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> okay, here's uh, another and, and question. The, the, oh, you want to go, Jim? No, no, go ahead. I just want to explain. Okay. The, the great thing about Perry is his brother's in the music business, and and you know through his questions, you, you might um, you might find a way in here. Go ahead, Perry. Yeah, I'll try to pump your tires. I know a lot of people in the music business, but when you do your songs, is it the words that come first or the melody? Because I'm always, you know, I'm a, guy, I'm a guy that likes to use words, but I could never figure out how you could do a song with notes. Like, where does the inspiration come from? Yeah, um, well, sometimes, honest, honestly, sometimes I just come up with some phrases and write them down, but other times... It's just strictly melody, and then maybe I'll try and connect 
words that I've written down in my notes on my phone to that melody. And then other times I'm just, I'll be able to just kind of sing in the shower and, and a melody and a couple of words come together. And then next thing you know, I'm on my way and trying to write a song. So every time it's, I would say every time it's a bit different, but that's what keeps it exciting. But um, often, often the first words I'm singing with the melody are probably not the words I'm uh, ending up recording because I, I do a long kind of revision of my lyrics over at this point it kind of takes me like a month but yeah so uh, just so everybody understands i mean you haven't written one song you've written a, a ton of them so tell us how many songs you've written and and how long you've been doing this oh boy um <laughs> i've been i guess i've been writing songs since i was around 16 and now i'm 24 so eight years and i would assume i've written maybe 100 to 150 songs but i've only really released uh 40 to 50 of those so there's a lot of stuff that i i mean i like to write so there's a lot of stuff i do that i like in the moment and that's kind of the fun part about writing is every time you're writing something new you think it's you know, kind of like the best thing you've ever done. Then maybe two days later, you're like, what the heck is that? But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, I just kind of, yeah, I, I, you get better the more you do it. It's just about enjoying the process rather than constantly being focused on writing a good song because you're going to write a bunch of bad songs. Like there's no way around it. And, and then maybe if you're lucky, you might get a couple of good ones. And, and yeah, that's kind of my philosophy. Christian, I'm going to put you on the spot right now by challenging you to do a theme song for the Yes Guy show. Can you do it? Can you dig it? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Okay, okay. Uh, maybe Jim Taddy, the Yes Guys, flying high in the sky. Um, <laughs> We're starting. We're starting. We're going someplace here. I, 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 think, I think I need Jim on this one. Usually it's me and him. Shooting back and forth, these weird, uh, <laughs> weird rhymes. <laughs> yeah, you just you wonder you wonder how Mister Organic's doing on a day like this. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so, so here, maybe you could, you know, again, I, you know, we try to find ways for you to get your your material uh, to other people. So, I mean, you do perform live. Uh, so, if somebody mm -hmm. wanted you to perform live somewhere, how would they go about doing that? Uh, you can go to my website, christianperry.com, and there you can find my contact info, like my email, my Facebook, my Instagram, stuff like that. So, yeah, if you just go to christianperry.com, you should be able to find every possible way to contact me. Christian, for people who haven't heard your music, talk about what specific type of music it is and what are your influences. Um. I think my style changes quite frequently, but I like my, in my main influences are, I like, um, a lot of like older kind of songwriters, like, like, uh, my uncle Jim, I guess, got me in the Beatles pretty young. So I've been a huge Beatles fan for a while, but also like Stevie wonder and people like Sam cook and a lot of Ooh. people write like love songs and kind of old soul R and B love songs. And I kind of, and I like a lot of jazz, too, and some newer stuff like Amy Winehouse. So it becomes kind of a weird collage. And, and I like trying a lot of different genres, too. So, yeah, it's a, it's a hard question to answer. But I'm really influenced by a lot of the older guys, for sure. 
Uh, you know, and, and to crank out lyrics is is not easy uh, because you want to relate to your time. And so some of the some of the lyrics, the style of the lyrics, might not fit in, in today's world. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I would agree with that. It's like a really interesting part of music that I've kind of been thinking about a lot lately because uh, it, it feels like certain genres almost have like vocabularies and scripts that in some ways people are expected to follow like rock and roll for example the words used in those songs are often very different than the words used in hip-hop songs and i think the reason hip-hop is the main genre now and is kind of taking has taken over is because the genre allows people to use you know words like text and and dms or like uh just modern day lingo, which wouldn't really, maybe, it's not that it wouldn't fit in other genres, it's just that it's not as used in other genres, and I think that's what helps people relate to hip-hop the most, and so I'm trying to figure out ways to stay timely, but also try and write timeless songs. It's a weird thing to kind of maneuver, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you said there. There's a Canadian group called Metric who have a song, What Would You Rather Be, The Beatles or The Rolling Stones? Christian, <laughs> what would you rather be? There's no, uh, there's no debate. It's the Beatles for me, 100%. Oh, come I, on. You're going with your I, uncle on this one. Be no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I've had, this, I've had this argument with too many people. I'm a full-blown Beatles fan. Honestly, the Beatles were like one of the first bands that really got me listening to music so for me it's the beatles if it's throwing stones for you that's okay but you're not going to change my mind on that one <laughs> well i was hoping you'd say to perry living is easy with eyes closed misunderstanding everything you see but but you didn't but anyway let me just throw, let me just ask you one more question before we say goodbye how sure. frustrated or how difficult is it for you to get your music out there um it's hard it's it's frustrating because there is more music than ever like like there's just so many people making music at home in their home studios more stuff coming out than ever so the market's so saturated and it's all just about kind of finding your the people that you're trying to target and you know not everybody's going to like my music or not everybody's going to like anybody's music but what really i found that is my biggest help is just the support from like my family and friends and the people around me on social media sharing my stuff because that's where I found the biggest success just my friends showing their friends and stuff like that but I've also kind of gotten on TikTok and that's another good app to use because anybody can essentially go viral on that app if you have the right video and there's things you can do to kind of curate your video for better virality but it's it's not it's not an easy world to make it in the music biz but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try because it's a rewarding process regardless christian i'm glad uh, we had you on and, and hope to have you back thanks very much yes guy thanks for having me oh man <laughs> nice yes guy and his uncle that's yes, sad <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much no worries have a good day
You too, thanks. Christian Perry, christianperrymusic.com. I'm going to get the right website for you, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll announce it in the uh, the final segment, because coming up next is Yes Guy, No Guy. Homeowners are first-time buyers. If you're considering purchasing, refinancing, or if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, TMG SafeBridge Mortgage Solutions. He specializes in mortgage financing for purchases, refinances, home equity line of credit, and private lending. Dean will provide you with custom-tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact Dean on Twitter at at MTG Dean, visit his website, DeanRomani.com, or give him a call at 416-885-1761. This is Yes Guy, TSN 1050. Yes Guy, No Guy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, drivers and passengers, time now for the officially sanctioned, no rights required edition of Yes Guy, No Guy on the official Yes Guy, No Guy radio show. Go ahead, sir. Montreal Canadiens general manager Mark Bergevin should be ashamed of himself for drafting a player who didn't want to be drafted because he needed some time to just figure out his life. Oh, I'm going to say yes, guy. That is a real, uh, that's a tough one. Uh, and so the player asked not to be drafted, should be respected, and uh, you know, so should the incident that, that the player doesn't want to be drafted because of, uh, should be respected more than anything else in this process. And, and you hope that they can find a way to do that because that's, that's the, the real basis of everything. So yes, guy, to what you said. How about you? No amount of explanation or reason can, can explain why the Canadians did it. Like, I think the young, yeah, he's a teenager. He needs time to just figure out his life, figure out what he did wrong. And now you've put more pressure on him by drafting him. It's, to me, it's absolutely wrong, and actually, I think the NHL should have said no one should draft the kid because he doesn't want to be drafted. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, there, there's a great line that most people say that when they're, it's actually a phrase when they're trying to get around something, you'll make a point and they go, yeah, but, or yes, but. And, I, and as soon as somebody says that, I said, stop it right there. There is no yes, but here. We have an incident that needs to be respected and apologized for and, and atoned for if, if, if that's possible. And that's where the, uh, that's where the, the, the equation or the conversation ends. It ends on the incident. There's no yes, but here. But people like to do that and, and you hide behind the legal issues of, you know, you can't stop this. It, where's the morality? I mean, really, it's so I, I'm going to agree with you. So this this one is an easy follow-up, and it's not related to what you said, but probably because of the lack of participation by the Leafs last night, draft schmaft. Yes, guy. They have, they have leveraged themselves by hooking themselves up to four players. They've, they've mortgaged the future. And to follow up on that, I'll ask you a question. Do you think the Edmonton Oilers will wait until free agency starts to sign Zach Hyman, or will they try to work with the Leafs and the Leafs can possibly get something out of this? Well, I'm going to suggest to you that the work with the Leafs, and this is a sort of a time-sensitive thing you're asking me, uh, but having said that, I mean, everybody else has done these deals. Why can't this one happen? It's just like a truckload of, of things to get around the uh, the free agent deadline or, or when it starts next week. I think five or six teams at least have done it. I can't see why the Oilers and Leafs couldn't get together. Well, um, I think they could get together. It's just yeah. who wants who wants to like fold first if we're playing poker, right? Well, uh, what are you arguing about? It's a late-round draft pick. Um, yes, guy, no guy, you are finally getting into the Olympics. Kind of guy. I need to be more inspired, okay? <laughs> it's just it's a slow that's process. It's a, a new category. But, <laughs> but I think there's going to be something, one pivotal moment that's just going to say, yeah, that's it, right? We just need something. 
And maybe it'll be a great performance by a Canadian. So I just think this is a kind of a weird time right now in the world in sports, and uh, I'm sure it'll find its legs at some point. Thanks for the new category of kind of guy. This this requires a real quick answer to the time constraints. You find it personally uplifting that the Jays are coming home. Yeah, Quickly. I think it's great. Uh, and they're coming home at the right time with arguably the most exciting young player in baseball. It's good for the game. It's good for the city. It's good for the country. Got to go. Hope you enjoyed Yes Guy. Yes Guy! <laughs> <laughs>